Hello, people of Earth and Anchor and Spotify podcast listeners. Welcome to this week's news and flashback fun mini episode. Before I start, I would like to send out prayers to everyone affected by the horrible crises in the Ukraine. So sad. On a better note, belated congratulations to Kristen Eck, who won the Intercollegiate Broadcasting System Award for Best Community Volunteer Program slash Personality for her work on Bumblebee Radio, Bumblebee Brunch, and its simulcast on 90.7 WKKL and 91.5 WSDH last Saturday. Hooray! She was one of just five nominees nationwide. Happy birthday today to Oscar Isaac, Brittany Snow, and Matthew Greg Rubler. 2018's Wrinkle, A Wrinkle in Time, Gringo, Thoroughbreds, 1990's House Party, 1984's Splash and Children of the Corn, and the 2001 Disney Channel original movie, The Luck of the Irish, all debuted today. Congratulations go out to Sophie Grant on the recent birth of her second child earlier this week. I would also like to, gra- to congratulate Haim and Diana Engelman and his sister Leah Braha and Sevilla Ali on their future first visit from the stork. Speaking of babies, Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner are due with their second baby this year, putting little 20-month-old Willa in the role of big sister. Not to mention, earlier this week, thanks to Amy Schumer, actor Michael Sarah let it slip that he now has a six-month-old son. Congratulations to all. Oh, and uh, belated happy birthdays to Rachel Engelman, Tom Engelman, Julie Wynn, and Claire Engelman. Now, I have some news to share before getting into this week's flashback fun. The second round of the Oscar presentation presenters have been chosen. Indowire.com reported yesterday, Bohemian Rhapsody, Best Actor winner Rami Malek, Simeon Liu, Uma Thurman, John Leguizamo, Oscar-winning costume designer Black Panther, Ruthie Carter, and last year's Best Actor winner for The Father, Anthony Hopkins, will take to the stage March 27th as presenters for the 94th edition of the prestigious awards ceremony. Theplaylist.com announced yesterday PlayStation production is on a roll, making live-action adaptations out of its video game library. There's the box office hit Uncharted with uh, Tom Holland, Anthony Mackie's Twisted Metal series for Peacock, Pedro Pascal's upcoming post-apocalyptic HBO series The Last of Us, and an upcoming Sony film based on Ghost of Tsushima that takes place during the first Mongol invasions of, in feudal Japan. Now it appears the mature brawler franchise God of War, which is about to debut its eighth entry very shortly, may be going from the video game screen to the small screen. The website stated, Amazon is in negotiations with PlayStation Productions to develop a television adaptation of God of War, according to Deadline. Mark Fergus and Hawk Osby, creators of the sci-fi series The Expanse, along with Wheel of Time showrunner Ralph Judkins, are part of the creative team looking to collaborate for the streaming service. Attention Dune fans, Variety.com 
reported some exciting news yesterday afternoon. Florence Pug might soon be touching down in Arrakis. The Oscar-nominated star of Little Women and Black Widow is in negotiations to join the cast of Dune Part 2, legendary entertainment and Warner Brothers follow-up to the critically acclaimed, commercially successful, for a pandemic, Dune. If the deal closes, Pug will play Princess Irulion Corino, a royal who becomes romantically entangled with Timothy Chalamet's Paulo Treatise. It's a critical role, one with the potential to grow if Dune stretches deeper into novelist Frank Herbert's literary canon. Production on the sequel is expected to start this summer, and the film is slated to hit theaters on October 20th, 2023. It brings back much of the ensemble from the first film, including Rebecca Ferguson, Josh Brolin, Stellan Sarsgaard, Dave Bautista, Zendaya, and Javier Bardem. Deli Villeneuve, credited with making a book thought unadaptable into something cinematic and comprehensible, returns as director. Dune grossed nearly $400 million globally and snagged 11, I mean, 10 Oscar nominations, including nods for Best Picture and Best Adapted Screenplay. Villeneuve was snubbed in the Best Director category, an an omission that produced some blowback. The website also declared yesterday Ernie Hudson has joined the Quantum Leap sequel series pilot at NBC, Variety has confirmed. Hudson joins previously announced series lead Raymond Lead in the pilot. Serving as a sequel series to the original Quantum Leap, the new version takes place 30 years after Dr. Sam Beckett stepped into the Quantum Leap accelerated later and vanished. Now a new team has been assembled to restart the project in hopes of understanding the mysteries behind the machine and the man who created it. Lee will star as Ben Siong, described as both a scientist and a man of faith. He's a world-renowned physicist working on a time travel project known as Quantum Leap. Hudson is attached to play a character named Herbert Magic Williams, a Vietnam veteran and the head of the Quantum Leap project. He uses his political and military know-how to keep the Pentagon at bay while his team works to rescue Ben. It's time for Flashback Fun! This week, I'm centering on two famous Oscar-winning musicals that hit major milestones this year that I've never once talked about. Just over 50 years ago, on February 13, 1972, Bob Fosse's iconic musical drama Cabaret, starring Liza Minnelli, Michael York, and Joel Gray, sang and danced its ways to theaters. Based loosely on the 1966 blockbuster Candor and Ed Broadway play, it focuses on a girly club entertainer in 1930s Weimar Republic time Berlin who woos two men while the Nazi power ascends to power around them. It grew up under great acclaim and danced away with 42.8 million worldwide. This was Minnelli's first opportunity to sing on the big screen, and it earned her the Academy Award for Best Actors. It also made Fosse rebound back from the box office flop of his 1969 film version of the Sweet Charity play. It holds the record for the most Oscars 
won my film up for Best Picture without winning Best Picture with wins for Best Art Direction, Best Actress, Best Supporting Actor for Grey, Best Director of Fosse, Best Cinematography, Best Original Song, Score, and Adaptation, and Best Film Editing, and Best Sound. Did you know years before this was made, Liza Minnelli performed Maybe This Time when she appeared at the London Palladium with her mother, Judy Garland. And with this film, she was able to achieve something Judy was never able to do. She won an Oscar. Or technically an Academy Award. In fact, the press speculated that her win, her Oscar win, was maybe restitution for Judy, for Judy being snubbed over all those years. What's interesting is that Tomorrow Belongs to Me is the only song not sung on the, in the Kit Kat Club. Doing the cell block tango from the stage of the screen on December 27, 2002, was the musical black comedy crime film Chicago, starring Renee Zellweger, Richard Gere, and Catherine Zeta-Jones. It was based on the 1975 stage musical, the same name. Set in 1920 Chicago during the Jazz Age, two murderesses, housewife Roxy Hart and Vada Filfo star Velma Kelly, find themselves in jail together awaiting trial. They must fight for the fame that will keep them from being hanged without killing each other. It was the theatrical directorial debut of Rob Marshall, who also choreographed the film. It got worldwide acclaim and took in a razzle-dazzle, astounding $306.8 million worldwide. It went on to win six Academy Awards in 2003, including Best Supporting Actress for Zeta Jones and Best Picture, making it the first musical to win Best Picture since 1968's Oliver. According to the Internet Movie Database, Catherine Zeta Jones was actually a few months pregnant in this film which she began to show the bump. They would sometimes use a body double from the back and shoot her from the waist up so viewers couldn't see the slight bump that began to appear in certain scenes. What's also neat is that all the film's musical numbers, aside from Razzle Dazzle, Mr. Cellophane, and Roxy, are introduced by the band, uh, band leader played by Tay Dix. And in a very strange semi-connection between the two, Zellweger, who'd win her own Best Supporting Actress Award for Cold Mountain, would win a Best Actress statue in 2020 for her on-spot portrayal of Minnelli's mother, Judy Garland, in 2019's Judy. That's all for this week's Flashback Fun. Don't forget to tune in tomorrow to 90.7 WKKL at 2 p.m. Cape Cod time or stream it from anywhere in the entire world at WKKL.FM. I've got Disney and Pixar's latest film transforming its way to Disney Plus and showing the world why growing up can be a real beast. Rawr! Ryan Reynolds' new film coming to Netflix. Plus, I go back in time to a Gumero del Toro film. No, not The Shape of Water, Hellboy, Pacific Rim, or Crimson Peak. 
And if you can't get to your radio station or to Facebook or to onto WKKL.FM, you could always catch tomorrow's show breaks on 90.7, on Midday Movie Madness on 90.7's Facebook page or on the Spotify podcast, which will show up sometime in the afternoon. So until then, my minions, stay safe and watch lots of movies, and I'll see you soon. Bye.